It's time. We are back. The Football is Life podcast. I'm your host, Eric Westland. And with me, as always, is Noah Luckel. What's up, brother? Pretty good. You, uh, How about yourself? Dude, are you enjoying lockdown quarantine as much as I am? Yeah, it's all right. You know, a little stir crazy not working, but, you know, we're passing the time playing with the kiddos. Playing with the kiddos. Yep. So playing a lot of games. So nice. we have this, I, I have this one, it's like I have this little mini cornhole in my house. Um, I'm playing it with my three-year-old daughter, but the rules are a little different. <laughs> so I sit by the cornhole board and she has the little, you know, little baggies. But the rule is she whips it at my face as hard as she can. <laughs> and I have to catch them and put them in the little hole. And no matter what happens, she wins. So it's not a super fun game, but she loves it. So I'm telling you right that's now. That's how we're passing the time, you know? The more and more I talk to you about <laughs> your daughter and just your <laughs> life, man, I am the most proud person in the world of her because <laughs> everything she does, I wish I could be doing to you, but like it just wouldn't be socially accepted if I was doing them to you. Yeah, but yeah. having your daughter do, do them is like fantastic. Oh, it's adorable. She could, she, she could take a plastic hammer and just smash your face, and then oh yeah, and then say, "Hey, Dad, I'm gonna. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna fix it," and then double <laughs> down and smash you in the face again. Like, yep, that's exactly what, a hero. what happened. Yeah, what a hero. Yeah. Oh. so that's how we're passing the time over at the Lickle household. <laughs> oh, man, what a life! I'm I'm so jealous. Well, not not of you. I'm not jealous of you. I'm jealous of Sawyer. But oh, it's a good um, experience for me. <laughs> Yeah, it's all good, man. <laughs> I'm just loving it because football is still going strong. Oh, and, thank uh, goodness they are keeping the draft. Yep, all <sighs> the all the fantasy football guys on Twitter and online are still pumping out product. So I am uh I'm happy that I get to keep doing that. Um, but yeah, dude, we got we got some some good trades, quite a few that we're gonna go over today. You have a little special segment that we'll do in a couple seconds here. Oh. Uh, I am stoked because it'll be something that we'll do more and more of. Um, so yeah, do you just want to get on in, or do you have something else before we get get started? No, it's all good. I I just have some. I I just had a little bit of time, so I decided to look back in the history of the league and find some trades that were either terrible trades or maybe they were just interesting because players have been flipped so many times uh maybe i'll say these trades and you think they're not bad at all and i'll look like an idiot for this so uh, something will happen you know um all right so these first two are from the 2018 season um and just just so we're not you know don't think we're piling it on people. The first one is with me, and it looks terrible. And Eric, you know of it. It's I got Dion Lewis, and I traded away Matt Ryan to Christian at the time. No, yeah. oh, I forgot about that. Yep, yep. Yeah, that was back at the beginning when you had Matt Ryan, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Oh man, Dion Lewis did did work for you though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big contributor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Former Patriots do well. Um, so the next one, uh, Christian traded Tevin Coleman to G Money for a first rounder. 
And I don't know where in the first round it was, but I think we can Who who's whose first rounder was it? Uh Christians. It was Christian's first round first rounder last year. So that would be it would be like one oh eight ish. I yep. believe. Somewhere around there. Tevin Coleman, great return. Yeah, that's that's that hurts a little bit. So then I went into twenty nineteen and holy balls there was a lot of trades. Uh I did not even get through all of the off season before the twenty nineteen season started. Uh so Yeah, yeah. We were we were talking about before this how in our redraft leagues that we've been playing with for years, like our biggest complaint was just me and you were the only ones that ever traded. Um and like no one else ever dug into it. And so then we started this dynasty league and you said, what, there's like 16, 18 trades from the first season and yeah, something like that's ballpark. Yeah. yeah. And we were like, dude, this is the greatest league ever. Like, I can't believe we trade so much. It's insane. <laughs> and dude, 16 trades is like our monthly pace. It feels like it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I love yep. it. So the first one that stuck out to me was, Zach Viss received Michael Thomas and a first-round pick. Yeah, yeah. And Dykstra received Julian Edelman, Baker Mayfield, in two seconds. Oh. uh, Viss definitely got the better. That one hurts. Oh. Yeah. Like, that package just for Michael Thomas would be fair. But then you add in a first. Oof, duh. Ouchie. Yeah, that one hurts. Okay. So then, Eric, we have you when you uh, got uh, the 101 for Kiki Kuti, Marcus Mariota, <laughs> and a third rounder. Oh, yeah. Uh, that laser, dude. Yeah, and then what makes that one harder is he then cut Kiki Kuti like three weeks later after the yeah. draft. Um, so basically, it was Mariota and a third for what turned into the 101, which that one hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Good experience for Laser Dude, though. Hey, you, you learn by learn from it. You learn from that kind of stuff. And then this is the last one I have, and it's just interesting because it was a massive trade. It was made in May before the rookie draft last year. Um. We thought this was, like, altering majorly to both teams. Zach Dykstra received A.J. Green and Cam Newton. Zach DeYoung received eight picks from Dykstra. Eight picks. Um, Two second (laughs) rounders in 2019. Two third rounders in 2019. And then the 109 this year, the 209 this year, and the 310 this year. Oh, and there's another second rounder for 2019. So get this, though. I'm, I'm sure he didn't get any good players, though, right? Oh, no, not at all. So when it comes to Dykstra, A.J. Green is now owned by Fantasy Football Express, and Cam Newton is now owned by Clay. He did get a good haul for A.J. Green. We'll say yes, that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, DeYoung, so... The first second rounder was Alexander Madison, who is now owned by TJ. TJ. The next second rounder was Marquise Brown, now owned by yourself. Yep. 
Um, the third rounder is the only is one of the few players he has from this. He has Terry McLaurin. Um, which is great pick. That's, great. That's pick. good. Um, the other third rounder was Jay Sternberger, now owned by Dykstra. <laughs> um, and then the second rounder, another second rounder was Justice Hill, which went to you, and then you traded it back to DeYoung, I, I think? I traded back to DeYoung like a month and a half ago, but I had so, Hill all year. Technically, he has Justice Hill from that, but he didn't have him for last year, and we don't know what Justin, Justice Hill is going to be. Um, And as far as the picks this year, he'd be the 109, but now that's owned by Balkama. Uh, the 209, which is now owned by myself, and the 310, which is now owned by Clay. <laughs> so this trade that happened less than a year ago, the only players owned are Terry McLaurin by DeYoung and Justice Hill, but kind of not really since he's went to you and then came back, and he's not as valuable as he was before the rookie draft yeah. last year. So we were yeah. we were we were right on it being a really big trade. Like it there was. there's a yeah. lot of decent good players in on both sides. Like that was a good trade. Uh but I don't think we could have expected literally one of the pieces to have stayed on either team. Like that's insane. I think that shows right. just I think that shows how trade happy the league is. Yep. <laughs> Oh, oh man, I man. love it. There'll be more to come. Oh, this is so this is what I'm excited about. Like Noah said, I I asked him. I was like, "What about this trade?" Oh, I didn't get there. What about this trade? Oh, I didn't get there. Like he's got <laughs> an arsenal left of. There's of too these, many. Oh man, I'm pumped. And Good as, Lord, right before we started this, there's another trade that happened. <laughs> yeah, we one. We're in the middle of recording, and the last trade that we get to today just dropped. So yeah, it's perfect timing. Um, but speaking of trades, we have like, what, 11 of them to talk about. So let's dig on into them. Um, the first one between, uh, Nate and DeYoung. What do you got, Noah? So Nate received Akeem Butler, um, his babe, David Montgomery and a 2021 fourth and DeYoung received Mike Gesicki, the 107. And a and two twenty twenty one second round picks. What do you think? Yeah, um, I I I was shocked, a, a little angry as well, uh, <laughs> just because I was trying to trade for like some of those picks from Nate, um, and and I felt I felt like my offer was better, but you know that's it's all about opinions, right? Um, my my big thing is. Even if you love Montgomery, you don't have to act like it. Like you can, you you can just trade for what his value is. Um, yeah, I I just think DeYoung destroyed this trade. Like DeYoung won oh. by a long shot, in my opinion. Um, I like Butler. I think he's he's decent. It sucks because um, he's now in a lot worse spot with uh deandre hopkins being traded there but uh montgomery has a shot to still be a solid dude but i'm on the side that he's not going to be great in in the next couple years um 
and then to to trade a first two seconds, and then on top of that, Gesicki, who is supposed to be one of the young and up and coming tight ends. Uh, yeah, I I just think Nate Nate paid way too much. But what do you think, man? Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, I mean, I I also you know definitely a little biased too because I I really I like Gesicki just in the fact of getting uh, high young upside tight ends. And the fact that he got him, at, in my opinion, at a bargain um, is definitely good. Um, and DeYoung has so many young receivers like Butler that it probably wasn't much for him to give up. Um, and getting the 107 with that is great. But, hey, I mean, Balcoma believes in Montgomery. He values him maybe, you know, as still a mid-to-high first-round pick. I mean, that's his guy. I'm kind of with you. I, I, I think he's probably going to continue to struggle um i hate judging guys after one year but um so you never know but i i am kind of with you where if if i had to guess now um i'd be down on him which seems hypocritical if you listen yeah. to me last year at this time but um yeah i have to agree with you well like both of us last year were owners of david montgomery yep. and i'm telling you right now it was one of the most frustrating things ever Extremely. uh just to see a guy with it seems like some solid skills, a, a lot of opportunity, extremely talented for sure, and can't get anything to stick. Like it just, it just didn't happen. Um, and I like some of it's obviously the team and maybe Mitchell Trubisky, but yeah, I just break this down as Gesicki. Would you rather have Mike Gesicki or Butler in the fourth? Gesicki or Butler in the fourth, I'd definitely have Gesicki. Exactly. And then would you rather yeah. have Montgomery or a first this year and two seconds next year? Uh, the picks. Yeah. So it's like, even when you try breaking it down, like it's it's just, it's not good, Bob. It's not good. Um, so yeah. But like you said, when, when you're going after your guys, like there are people that you believe in and you want on your team, then I guess you can't put a price on that. So. Yep, and I hope if David Montgomery breaks out, I hope Bokema trashes us on the chat. Go for it. Do it. I, I hope so, too, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we made our point. Uh, the next one, Eric, you got the 107, the 108, uh, second rounder next year, uh, and gave DeYoung the 101. What was your thinking behind it? Uh, this happened, like, literally – I saw the trade between DeYoung and, and Bolcomo go down and instantly I texted DeYoung and I was like, dude, I see you got the seven, eight, like give me like a little bit extra and one-on-one's yours. And he told me that like he made that trade with, with Bolcomo and his first thought was, okay, I got to go get that one-on-one from Eric. So we, we actually both like our minds united, um, Honestly, I knew and I know now, like like DeYoung is really high on we we all know now it's it's uh yeah. it's Dobbins and Swift. He he really likes both of them. Um which I think they're both <laughs> they're both solid running backs. I love Swift. Um and so for him, getting the one in the one oh one and one oh two just guarantees he gets them. Um yeah. and I and I think that's the biggest thing on his roster that he needs is that that's running backs. Um so it's good for him. For me, I wasn't like having the one hundred and one wasn't a 
huge thing for me because it's not like years past where there's a Barkley sitting there. Um, I I wasn't convinced about anybody. Like CeeDee Lamb was coming through my mind. Uh, if Akers or Elaire landed in Kansas City, it was thinking in my mind, or Swift, or even Taylor if he gets a good spot. So I w- my thought process was trade back, get an extra first rounder, and then I have five through eight with a lot of control in in the middle of the draft. So middle of the first round. Yeah, I think I like I love this for both sides, and the reason why is I mean you explain it for DeYoung. I mean this guarantees. He gets, I'm guessing, two running backs he really likes, at least one at the top there. He um, has to go I, two running backs. Like, he, I mean, I would think so, but you never know. Because that's the gaping hole that's missing on his team. Um, Let me he, ask you this. Has DeYoung ever shocked us before with things? Oh, I wonder, huh? Exactly. <laughs> so you never know. But, like, Justice Hill is his running back two right now. I, I know. I'm that, just saying. That's what I'm saying. Know. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, but I, that's that's what I'm saying. Um, but, yeah, so he'll at least get one of those top running backs. Um, and, yeah, you're right. That's exactly what he needs. Um, and for you, you just stack up more picks, and you need more chances to hit. I mean, um, yeah, I think more and more, it's the more I see and the more I look at numbers and stuff, it's just so hard to hit. Even in the first round, it's hard to hit. Yeah. So the more chances you have, the better you're at. So I think it was great for both sides. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, it was actually a very difficult trade to propose to him just because, uh, yeah, like the one oh one is the one oh one is so freaking awesome to have. And I was talking for the longest time that I I wasn't going to own it when it came down to it, but yeah, it was still hard to to accept that trade. But um. watch now, this is what'll happen after the actual NFL draft. DeYoung will be bugging and bugging and bugging to start our rookie draft, and then we'll start it earlier than we thought we would, and then he'll just disappear, and we'll have to wait for eight hours for him to make his pick. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Now we really have to wait, but. <laughs> when you think about it between like me you and DeYoung, that's like eight of the first round picks oh no it's it's yeah, yeah it's oh and then if you add drake that's 10 literally four people own 10 of the first rounders i don't know a drake but i'll go with it <laughs> <laughs> so i think it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting um yeah let's go to the next one this and bulkama shocker bulkama yeah so i I kind of I I write these down because I'm like that. So I kind of combined because there was kind of wasn't there kind of like a snafu or something. Oh yeah 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 yeah. If you yeah, add so, if you add the one after, then that's so the trade. When I co- yeah, so I combined it. So Vis got um, Josh Allen, the 308 this year and a 2021 first, and Balcoma got Carson Wentz, Auden Tate, and the 109 and 408. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if we want if we want to make it simple, Wentz uh one oh nine and Tate for Allen and an next year's first. Yeah. Like the I third agree. and the fourth don't yeah. have a ton of weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. What do you what do you like about it? Hmm. Personally, I like Wentz in the one oh nine. 
I like Wentz in the 109. I still think Wentz is better than Josh Allen. Um, it, it's it's hard because Wentz has had so many injury problems. Um, but I, I still think Wentz is really good. Same. Um, Josh Allen obviously has the running factor, so that's always going to be attractive in fantasy. Um, but I take the Wentz in the 109 because I think Wentz is better than Josh Allen, and I think you know you know a little bit more about the 109 this year than the first rounder next year going to Viss. Mm-hmm. So I mean it's not it's not heavily weighted for Balcoma, but I would take Balcoma's side. What about you? Yeah. I think I think I lead Balcoma as well. Um I am a huge Josh Allen fan. Like I I love Josh Allen more than most people. Um, I like him too. I hate that he kind of like he kind of killed himself at the end of that last playoff game for them. Yeah. I mean, it just it was just his youth, right? Like yep. he's An clearly experience. talented. Yeah. 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 Anyway, but, sorry. But I'm also with you. I really like Carson Wentz. Um and I think he is uber talented. He just can't stay healthy. Uh but so I think I I would have to side with you and just just solely off the first rounders cuz I think having the 108 or 109 whatever it is, 109 I think that's more important this year because the 2021 that Zach got was his own. And I think we both can agree that we believe this is going to be a solid team next year. And so it's probably safe to say it's going to be a back half first. So yeah, I way rather have a late first this year than a late first next year. Um, especially when we know that this is a good draft. Um, so yeah, I think I edge, I edged this to to Bulkuma, but I would not be surprised if Wentz got hurt again or just wasn't as good because of injuries and then Allen yeah. popped off, then Viss is really happy. So, yeah, I think this is a pretty close one for me. Yeah. So the next one, you got Justin Jackson and a 2021 third, and you gave Clay the 310. A 406 and a 2021 second so really some high valuable stuff yeah. here <laughs> most of my trades I've, <laughs> I, I've been noticing a trade goes down and includes me and people are like oh great wow yeah okay but like the only <laughs> big trade i've had has been that first rounder um but that didn't even have any players in it so uh yeah i i'll just say my pro- thought process was I need running back help, and Justin Jackson to me is a guy uh, that has potential as the number two behind Eckler, um, and so if if things work out and either he splits or if Eckler does get hurt, then he can have value, and so um, yeah, he just seemed like a guy that I could afford and use some of my extra picks to go get him. Sorry, I was thinking about what I'm going to eat for dinner. All right, next one. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I ain't even mad. That is fair. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, so Clay got Anthony Miller, and Dykstra got Dawson Knox, and a 2021 second. I think, I mean, both high upside guys. Are, well, I don't know about high upside, but. You're thinking more of their potential than yeah, both both young right guys now. with potential. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'd edge Dykstra a little bit with getting an extra pick. 
I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, there there is a chance if Nate doesn't do well, which his team is one of those teams that I think will be in the bottom half of the league. Um, maybe sniffing the backside of uh, the playoffs. That's a funny visual. Um, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, so like there's a chance that that 2021 second ends up being an early second, which if that's the case, then that's, that's a really good pick. Um, and so, and, and yeah, I actually do like Knox as well. I, I think he is, he's really fun to watch that freaking stiff arm that he had last year was disgusting. Gorgeous. Uh, oh man. I, I watch that and just get hyped every once in a while. Uh, Miller, I would love this for for Clay getting Miller if I knew that Nick Foles was the QB instead of Trubisky because yep. Nick Foles is not afraid to sling it downfield and Miller is not a bad wide receiver. He's actually pretty good. Um, and he was turning it on at the end of the year. So um, if you tell me that, that Foles is the QB, then I love this trade for both sides. Foles is so different outside of Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. All right. So the next one, Clay Juicy. got the 202 and a first and second in 2022. This is the beginning of his collection of 2022 picks. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> and DeYoung got Kenny Galladay and the 305. Uh yeah, I mean I kind of if if Clay's trying to stockpile picks for the future, I I I have no problem with getting that that kind of haul. Um I I, I definitely um like this for DeYoung getting Kenny Galladay, um all those young wide receivers he's getting. So yeah, what do you think? Um I could see, uh, yeah. I, I it's just it's tough. Like I could see both sides of the thought process. Uh, Clay stacking up is is cool. It's great. Twenty twenty two is a long, long ways away. And as I just yep. mentioned in the twat, the the twat, the chat twenty four minutes ago, um, <laughs> it would suck real bad if the twenty twenty two class is terrible. Like yeah. Because he's putting all we'll we'll get there later, but he's putting all his eggs into this class, um, and so if, put if eggs in a basket, you inbred. Nope, you put in, in a class, um, and so <laughs> yeah, I I think it's it's good. Um, DeYoung has has had a lot of draft capital the last couple of years, um, so it's not the end of the world for him. My big thing is. If if I'm DeYoung, I kind of wish I would have put these picks into a running back. Uh, just because you've mentioned it multiple times. He has so many good young wide receivers. Yep. Like, to the point where there's good young wide receivers that he's been trading for. Like, Brandon Cooks, uh, Nikhil Harry, Darius Slayton, like, Preston Williams. All these guys are going to be stuck on the bench because there's no room for them in his roster. Uh, whereas... He needs running backs, so mm-hmm. that's the only thing. I love Galladay. I think it's. I think the value is not too bad. Um, it's just tough when you're already stacked at that spot. But knowing DeYoung, like we always say, this is just the beginning of trades for him. So, oh yeah, um, half yeah. of those 
half those receivers I listed could be gone by the beginning of the year. So, yep. um, yeah. All right, then you got Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen's new buddy, and Clay got Tyler Lockett, uh, another 2022 first rounder and a 2021 third rounder. What, what do you was think? your thought process no. behind this? I, w- I oh, want to hear what yours I first. Think? Yeah, I want to hear you first. Okay, okay. Um, I think it's really fair for both sides. I think, um, you know, Tyler Lockett, there's definitely some questions there just because of the guys around him, um, you know, with the emergence of um, – Wow, name's D- escaping. DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. How the Thank frick you. did you forget his name? Dude, brain fart. Um, and then also the Seahawks just being such a such a huge run heavy team. And but the biggest thing I like about it is um, Josh Allen loves receivers like Stephon Diggs. He's fast. Um, he likes those burners going down the field, and he loves to just chuck it deep. Um, he's a better man's Jameis Winston, in my opinion. Yes. Um, and Stefan Diggs is probably the most, the most talented receiver he's had so far. So probably, I love, uh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, so I love that. I love that pairing. Um, but at the same time, I think it's a completely fair price. So I, I like it for clay too, getting Tyler Lockett and another pick. So Yeah. Yeah, you guys are getting good at this trading thing. I'm a little, I'm a little like, I'm a little nervous about this trade. I, I'm curious to wonder if I overpaid, uh, just because out of everybody in the league, I think I'm still probably the highest on Lockett. Uh, I think he's gonna have another really good year, but I don't know two, three years down the road if he's gonna be very relevant. Um, right. And that's that's what makes me nervous is because he's he isn't a natural alpha. He just has a really good rapport with Russell. And I've been kind of watching some some highlight videos of Seahawks just to make me feel better about my life. And, man, I sometimes forget how good DK Metcalf was as a rookie. To oh, the, to so the point where, like, yeah, I, th- I think Zach Viss has an absolute stallion uh, in DK Metcalf. Like, it, he is insane. Um, yeah, I honestly thought, Zach Viss was just showing his Seahawks homerism when he traded up to get DK. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know if he should be drafted that high, but I agree. completely proved me wrong. Freaking yeah. I'm jealous of him now. I w- yeah, I wish I, I had, had DK. DK. Uh, uh, but Diggs for me, Diggs is a guy that I've liked. He's so good at separation. Um, and like we said earlier, to me, I love Josh Allen. I think it's a great pairing, like you said. Um and I thought I could get him because a lot of the reports around fantasy circles is that this is a downgrade for Diggs. So I kind of wanted to capitalize on that because I don't believe it's a downgrade. I believe it's an upgrade. I don't either. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, yeah. I I think it's it's tough giving up a first cuz you know me, I like I like those first rounders. Um but I got a guy that I really love. So, this last one that literally just happened um it's a big one so clay gets drake's 2021 first rounder and his 2022 first rounder and drake gets derrick henry 
and Dykstra's 2021 second rounder. Uh, wow. What do you think of this, Eric? <laughs> oh, sorry. Something popped up in my chat right before that I got to share with you off the podcast. I can't. <laughs> I, I I think it's a bug by sleeper, but I'm enjoying it way too much. Uh, okay. But, sorry for that. Uh, for this trade that literally happened as we started the podcast. Uh, I agree. I think it was a good time to sell Derrick Henry. So for Clay, especially like. I don't think Clay is a super heavy contender right now. So for him to get rid of Derrick Henry at probably his peak value, I think was smart. Um, but at the same time, I think he would have liked to see something like more current in the future. A 2021 and a 2022 first, especially when they're Drake's, and we both agree that Drake's going to be really good for years to come uh maybe isn't as good as value as i would have liked to have seen especially when henry is paired with the second um i so i think for drake this is a great trade for drake i think i think drake wins just because of what it gives him um but i don't think clay loses that badly what about you yeah i i completely agree actually i think it's i think it's great for drake because he needed another starting caliber running back because um, I, I mean, I don't think he's necessarily playing for the future. I think he's trying to win now. Um, and um, same with me that Clay, it would have been nice to have earlier picks, um, but it's still it's still a good haul for him. Yeah. Um, so I would have loved yeah. to have seen the one ten or one eleven this year. Right. In in that, if if you right. told me that. You replace that twenty twenty second first with the one eleven this year. I think I'm I'm much happier. Uh, just to give you something right now, because now he he loses Derrick Henry, and for the next year has nothing to show for it, which is tough. Right. Yeah. I mean, the only thing you could be thinking is instead of getting that one ten this year, he could be thinking, well. In 2021, you know, it's also supposed to be um, a good, a pretty draft. rich yeah. draft, and so I'd rather gamble and try to get something better than t- the tenth pick in the first round. Yep. Um, I mean, who knows? But yeah, I agree. I, I, it'd have been nice to have picks for this year, but at the same time, it was a he got a good haul for it. It was a fair yeah. trade. So yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'm glad that one rolled in and we didn't miss it. That would have been kind of actually really frustrating if. We ended yeah. the podcast, and then that trade th- gets thrown up. Um, yep. Man, uh, looking at rosters now, like I know I, I'm kind of springing this on you. Who's kind of the the one and two front runners in the league, in your opinion? Rook- well, the this- rookie draft will change a lot. Yes, yes. Um, personally, I think the best team right now is TJ's. I think TJ has the best team right now. Um, yeah, I think I have to agree. Two? Uh, we got our former champion. Um, I, yeah, I think by default, without looking at everything, I had put Fantasy Football Express in that second spot. Um, But, yeah, it's definitely something where I have to – look at everything yeah i think i think tj is my number one with you i think i agree there um 
but for my number two, it's it's real close between Drake and Viss. Like, have you looked at Zach Viss's wide receivers? Just take a peek see right now. Drake is way up there, but the the problem with Drake for me is like Moster is is still a big question mark. He doesn't have a uh like Ingram's a, a question mark at tight end if he can stay healthy. Samuel and Woods are question marks, but he's still really good. Wow, but I yeah, those look at Zach Viss's wow. receivers. Thomas, Adams, Allen, and Metcalf. Wow. That this disgusting. Wow. Yeah, the the only thing is like I actually like Leonard Fournette and Chris Carson. Those are two like yeah. safe floors. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when it comes to bye weeks, or if one of those two guys were to get injured, which they have had injury history, then he'll be in trouble. But I'm sure he'll address that in trades and the draft coming up. But yeah, wow, he is stacked at wide receiver. Holy <laughs> yeah, Zach Viss has one of the best starting rosters. But um, you can tell that he traded a lot of his draft capital and depth for those guys. Because yep. his bench is pretty barren. Um, oh, and I didn't realize his his only picks are a third and yeah. two fourths this yeah. year. Yeah, but yeah, still. Whereas, yeah, TJ TJ I think is the clear number one. He's got a stacked roster, and he still owns the one hundred three and two hundred eight this year. Um, yep. Oh, and that's dude. I'm I'm telling you right now. I'm getting super pumped. We are getting close. We are getting close to the NFL draft which means we are just that little bit closer to our rookie draft, which is going to be a freaking blast. Um, it's going to be do- fantastic. Yeah, I don't know what's going to be best. Uh, if we do like a Discord chat or if we do like a Zoom face cam chat. Uh, Zoom is all the rage right now, Zoom bro. is all the rage. I have access to both, so I can at least set up both. And if we start with Zoom and we realize that we're not – big on it then we can switch to discord um we might want to start on zoom because my wife already has an account with that so i can just hit it up well so because i mean otherwise you have to explain discord to me and i know how much you love explaining technical things to me yeah yeah zoom's really easy because i have uh the paid pro account so everybody else just they don't even need to make an account they can just sign up as a guest and just enter the id code um and so that should be really quick and easy uh discord is also easy where you just literally just download the app and sign into my my room so um but yeah we'll make it happen uh if i just pray that the rest of you are not as technologically challenged as noah that's me um but at the same time noah might be the only guy that i really help out like if if no uh like nate is struggling one of one of you buddies can can help him out like if d if dykstra can't figure it out de young he's all yours so wow shots fired so uh, i i got enough on my hands dealing with noah and his technology so i'm gonna need you guys to step it up um dude i'm shocked right now 40 minutes not bad what are we short-winded good grief Something like that. <laughs> but I think this is our time. I got something juicy to share with you after this that makes me giggle. Um, <laughs> it's freaking funny. Uh, but, yeah, man, anything else that you want to say before we sign off? 
Nope. Well, I I also have something juicy. So. Oh gosh. I'm just kidding. I have nothing. I don't have. Um, uh, we did have a bunch of votes that went that we did, and oh yeah, literally now that none of them passed except for the traveling trophy. So we will discuss that in the future here. Um, but yeah, no superflex, uh, no taxi squad, and no extra bench spots. Which I'm a little surprised that none of them passed. But um, yeah, I think it shows that this last year was really good and and that we enjoyed it. So, yep. Other than that, was there any other polls that you think we were gonna do besides like draft date? Um, I think we covered it. Uh, the thing I talked about the playoff seating. I don't think mm. it'll pass, but yeah. Um, I mean we could throw it up, but where yeah. the um fifth and sixth seed were based on points for yep instead of record, but yeah yeah. Uh, other than that, I'm looking forward to. I'm pretty sure when the, we'll probably do it right after the NFL draft. Noah and I will do a, uh, which is my favorite episode, where it's the pre-draft episode. We go through everybody's roster, and yeah. we, we talk about their team needs and, and maybe what they can do. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That'll be a long one. Yep. All right, dude. Thanks for joining me, and uh, hopefully you are staying safe and enjoy family time. You too, buddy. See ya. See ya.